You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, hello, Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to another episode of the Same Old Dolphin Show. It is a White Snake episode of the Same Old Dolphin Show, as here I go again on my own. Josh feeling under the weather, dealing with some migraines, so uh, I've got his picks for the year. Today's show is all about our way too early season prediction. Going to go game by game through the Miami Dolphins 2021-2022 regular season schedule. The wins, the losses give you the overall record and where we believe the Dolphins will finish. What I'll say is, look, right now it's it's the middle of May. The season starts a couple weeks into September. These are our way too early predictions. So these are not our official predictions. These are our predictions as things stand right now, given what we know about the Miami Dolphins, what we know about the landscape of the league and all of the opponents that they're facing. But the schedule was released this past week. We're all excited. I know if you're any kind of Dolphins fan like myself or like Josh, you're going to do the same thing that, that we do, which is you're going to go by game by game. You're going to say, that's a win. That's a win. That's a loss. That's a win. That's a loss. And you're going to come up with a final record. But again, it's May. It's, this is as, you know, as fun as it is feeble because it, it really, Again, so much can happen, whether injury-wise, transaction-wise, that could totally change the way we feel about the team going into the season. But hey, this is for fun. The schedule's been released. We're excited. It's it's an exciting time to be a Dolphins fan, given the upward trajectory of this team. So we're going to get into all of that, and we're going to break this thing down game by game. And I'm going to give you my initial reactions to the schedule as well as our game by game picks but before we do any of that i'd like to remind all of you that if you aren't doing so already to follow us on twitter at same old dolphins make sure to like rate and review the podcast on itunes uh, wherever you find your favorite podcast and most of all make sure that you are going every single day to DolphinsTalk.com. It is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins, whether it's news, analysis, articles, uh, just anything Miami Dolphins related. Uh, the network continues to grow. The content continues to grow. And slowly but surely, we are becoming the place to go for all Miami Dolphins fans, for all of your Miami Dolphins content. So please, 
make sure if you're not going there every single day to start going there every single day. Make it part of your daily routine to head on over to DolphinsTalk.com. So the schedule was released this past week. And look, everybody's got their initial reactions. Everybody wants to see, you know, when are we playing our rivals, the Patriots, the Jets, the Bills, where are our toughest games? The first thing that I always look at is, you know, just just overall, any stretches of the season that I think are particularly difficult or particularly easy. And the first thing that you notice when you look at the schedule, because it's just your eyes are typically just going to start right there at week one, is that we're starting the season the same place we started last year at New England. And then the second week of the season at home against Buffalo, just like we did last season. And what's worse is that for the second year in a row, you look at that first stretch of games and it is brutal. It is a very difficult start to the season. So last year, the Dolphins started the season one and three and the hope, uh, look, obviously we started 0 and four the year before that, but I don't really count that against Brian Flores when you, when you take into consideration where this team was heading into 2019. So I just kind of write that one off, but still, nonetheless, over the last two years, the Miami Dolphins have started the season one and seven in the first month, in the first month of the season in the last two years combined. And when you look at this year and you, and you take a look at the first five games, at New England, home against Buffalo, at the Raiders, home against Indianapolis, and then at Tampa Bay. Look, I mean, three of those top five teams, three of those first five games are against teams that made the playoffs last year. One is against the defending Super Bowl champions, and it's a road game. Uh, another is against the Buffalo Bills, who were in the AFC title game a year ago and appear you know, just as strong this year as they were last year. And it's never easy to go into Foxborough. And let's face it, Miami played the Raiders on the second to last game of the season. And if not for an absolute miracle pass by Ryan Fitzpatrick, that would have been a loss. The Raiders gave Miami all that they could handle last year. And the Indianapolis Colts, that's a team that was in the playoffs last year and has, uh, you know, seemingly upgraded their quarterback position with the addition of Carson Wentz. So this is, you know, that's another team that, uh, you know, is not going to be an easy game. It's no pushover at all. So when you look at those first five games, uh, look, the Dolphins could very easily be starting this season, you know, one and four. I don't believe that they start the season 0 and five. I, I think that you know, the, the Dolphins are good enough that you could probably assume that they're going to get a win in one of those first five games. But probably the key to the season is not putting themselves behind the eight ball and starting this season one and four or worse. I think if you can come away with two wins in those first five games, I think from there, the, the, the schedule eases up a bit. Uh, there's, there's a, a, a little bit of a stretch there towards the, the end of October, the beginning of November, where we will have in three weeks, 
We'll have two of our toughest games on the schedule, which is at Buffalo and then a home game against Baltimore on short rest on a Thursday night. The good thing about that is sandwiched between those games is a home game against the Houston Texans, who may be the worst team in football this year. So, uh, you know, if you're going to have your two most difficult games coming in, in a three-week stretch, you'd like to have a home game against uh, you know, sort as, as close as the NFL could come to a cupcake, you know, sandwiched in between with the Houston Texans. After that, that's when the Dolphins have their most favorable stretch of the season. So when you come out of that Baltimore game, that's 10 games into the season. My belief is if the Dolphins can be 500 or better, coming out of the first two, the first 10 games, then, then the world is their oyster coming out of it. And the Dolphins should be able to make a great playoff push because after that, they've got a road game against the Jets. And then they have a stretch where they don't play a road game for an entire month. They have three consecutive home games plus a bye thrown in there. And those opponents are the Panthers. Not overwhelming. The Jet, I mean, the Giants, not overwhelming. Then they get the bye and then they get the Jets. To me, that stretch from the road game at New York to the three home games, that is a built in stretch where if, if you're trying to make the playoffs and you're trying to make a playoff push and the Dolphins have made this jump that we all hope that they've made by the 10 week mark in the season, the Dolphins should be at a point where the the chemistry is there with the new pieces. Tua, at that point, has played more than a full regular season's worth of of football, you know, health, assuming he's healthy. At that point, playing those teams, those should be wins. Not, you know, they could be wins or maybe the Dolphins are wins or 660% that, you know, they should win those games. No, those should be victories that you just write down as W's right now. Obviously, that's not the way these things work. The game isn't played on paper. They have to go out and perform. But for prediction sake, those are wins. And if the Dolphins are, are a legit playoff team, they're going to need to win those football games. So if you come out of that, now you've got it. You should come out of that stretch in position to make the playoffs. And then you have your last three games of the season. You get road games at New Orleans in a dome, at Tennessee, and then a home game against the Patriots to finish the season off. And so what you may realize in looking at that late season schedule is that you only have two road games really in the last two months of the season and your only road games in the last two months of the season one first off they're both against teams that are essentially in the south new orleans and tennessee one of them is going to be played in a dome so you really in all likelihood you're not talking about brutally cold weather obviously you know 
got some strange weather occurrences that happen every year. So I'm not going to sit here and, and, and play weatherman and say that there won't be some weird cold front and some, some blizzard that happens to hit in Tennessee in the first week of January. It wouldn't be completely unheard of, but in all likelihood, you're not talking about the brutally cold. You're not having to go to New England. You're not having to go to Buffalo. You're not having to go to Green Bay or, uh, you know, wherever. You're not having to go to the Meadowlands. You're going to Tennessee uh, to play an outdoor game in, in January. The weather will likely not be that bad, and so it shouldn't be a factor. So while the Dolphins have their natural home field advantage that they always enjoy the first couple of months of the season when things are just brutally hot down here in the South Florida heat and humidity, and the Dolphins' sideline is covered, and the opposing sideline is not, and they're sitting there, and it's about 20 degrees hotter— uh, the Dolphins should, you know, should have that advantage. They always do, but they don't have the disadvantage of having to go to those cold weather sites later, later in the season. And that is an advantage. As far as disadvantage, this could be looked at either way. I, a lot of people like to get into where is the buy? Like where, you know, do we get the buy early? Do we get it in the middle? Do we get it late? The Dolphins are getting the buy as late as you could possibly get a buy. They're getting the buy in week 14. They're not getting a buy until the December 12th game. That means they are playing for 13 consecutive weeks without a bye week. That means that, you know, nagging injuries that, that crop up potentially at the beginning and, and middle part of the season you know, you're, you're not getting rest for those. And so that, that could be problematic. But on the other hand, if it, it also allows you to kind of get into a rhythm and then getting that bye week right before your tough, you know, stretch of games to finish the season, you could look at that as, you know, that's your refresher for your playoff push. And since it comes at a time where the Dolphins have, you know, a few of their easier games on the schedule and at a time where the Dolphins are basically home for a month, then it, you know, you could look at that as, as a, a stretch where the buy really comes at a great time and really sets the Dolphins up for a big time playoff push. So we're going to get into the game by game breakdown. But before we do, it's important that you know that Father's Day is coming. And the weather is catching heat. So whether you have a dad bod like me or you're rocking a six pack, make sure that you and your dad are smelling nice and shaved where it matters most. Make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself the new Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 as well as the refined cologne by Manscaped. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 and Refined Cologne is perfect for you and the dad in your life to complete your grooming game. And as always, get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the promo code DOLPHINSTALK at manscaped.com. Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, just dropped their brand new Lawnmower 4.0. So I hope you're as excited for this as me because I got to tell you, this thing is legit. 
Uh, it gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave than ever. And it's waterproof. So you can now shave your balls in the dark, the shower, or anywhere else your heart desires. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one to four. And the new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. So fellas, it's time to pull the plug on wired trimmers as well as your wild bush. So if the old man is smelling a little funky, don't forget that the brand new refined cologne is also a surefire way to change that and make the dad in your life the talk of the summer and make the man of the house smell like a king, which he deserves. So whether it's a gift for you, your dad, or the men in your life, choose Manscaped and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Dolphins Talk. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the, the, the promo code Dolphins Talk. Don't forget that you came from your dad's balls. So this year, show your original home some love with Manscaped. Your balls and your dad's balls will thank you. So let's get into it. I got Josh's picks. I'm going to give you my breakdown. I'll give you my pick as well as the Dolphins picks or as well as uh, Josh's picks. Dolphins start the season off same place they started it last year in Foxborough at the Patriots. Look, everybody nationally and particularly locally is, is just kind of assuming that the Miami Dolphins are the second best team in this division. And it's exciting and I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't believe that the Dolphins are the second best team in the division, but I don't think it's as clear cut as a lot of people are making it seem. In fact, I'm not sure that the Dolphins are even the second best team in this division. And that is because the New England Patriots are still very much a threat. Remember that even though the Patriots fell off in the last month of the season and did not make the playoffs for the first time since 2008, which was the uh, Brady gets hurt in week one, the Matt Castle year, Chad Pennington comes to Miami, and we have that magical run to go 11-5 and five and make the playoffs. The, the Patriots had three key players sit out last year. The, the Arguably, their two most important players on the defensive side of the ball uh, in Dante Hightower, as well as Patrick Chung. And they also had their starting right tackle sit out as well due to COVID. In addition to that, the Patriots went out and spent money this offseason. They went out and, and I'm telling you that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl and Bill Belichick saw that and he said, it is on. And you're going to see the most motivated Bill Belichick this year, I think probably since the the post, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, camera gate, uh, spy gate. That's what, that's what we called it. It's been so long ago and they've had so many scandals. I almost forget what they were all called, but 
probably the most motivated you'll see Bill Belichick since the Spygate scandal all the way back in the early 2000s because now his legacy is on the line. Because the truth is, is that Bill Belichick has now never won a Super Bowl without Tom Brady, but Tom Brady has now won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. And the time is running out on Bill Belichick's career. And the moves that they made this offseason basically said, hey, screw the future. We're spending a bunch of money. This is going to screw us two or three years down the line. So we need to win now. And that means they're putting all their chips in and they're going for it this year. So if you think that the Patriots are just going to roll over and they are not going to be a team that you have to worry about this year, I just think you're dead wrong. I think the Patriots are going to be very legit and a very difficult matchup. Now, whether or not they're the best team or, or, a, or a legitimate team early in the season with all of those new pieces, still question marks around their quarterback situation with as far as is it, uh, is it Cam Newton? Is it Mac Jones? I think there's an argument to be made there that if you want to, if you're going to play the Patriots and you're going to play them in New England, the time to do it is early in the season. And that's, that's a good thing here for the Dolphins, but. We also sat here and said the same thing last year about going to New England, their first year after their first year without Tom Brady and having to figure out their offense and you're going to New England and you'd rather go there in September than having to go there in December and January. And they absolutely blew Miami's doors in. So that said, Miami also I believe is, is a far better team right now coming into this season, having had the experience of last year, having had a full off season. They will have had a whole training camp. They'll have had a whole preseason. Tua will have these games under his belt. The Dolphins also will be working in some new pieces and they will also be without Will Fuller for the first game of the season. So you have to take that into account as well. I think this is a close game, but I can't, in good conscience, really pick the Dolphins to win in New England after going out on a limb and picking them to win in New England last year and watching them get completely and utterly dominated. So uh, as much as I'd love for the Dolphins, and I and I feel like the Dolphins could win either of these first two games uh, uh, at New England and then home against Buffalo, I, I got to go. I got to say that this is a loss. Now, Josh, on the other hand... He's got the Dolphins going into Foxborough, that 425 game Sunday, September 12th, and he's got the Dolphins coming out away with a win. So we've got our first difference on the schedule uh, right out of the gate. I've got Miami at 0-1. Josh has Miami at 1-0. Week 2, Miami gets their home opener at Hard Rock uh, against the Buffalo Bills. And again, Miami in better shape now to take advantage of their home field advantage against Buffalo uh, than they were a year ago. But that said, Buffalo is a ready-made Super Bowl contender right now. Uh, and Miami has severely struggled against Buffalo. They've lost five in a row to Buffalo. They've lost seven of eight overall to Buffalo. And the one game that they won against Buffalo 
they lose if either Josh Allen throws a better ball to a wide open Charles Clay or if Charles Clay, you know, makes a reasonably difficult catch in the end zone. The, the Dolphins easily, easily could have lost eight games in a row to the Bills. So I don't think you can predict this as a win unless you're just being a blatant homer. So I've got the Dolphins at 0-2. Josh, on the other hand, oh, he's all in. He is drinking the Kool-Aid because he has the Miami Dolphins at 2-0 and after winning their home opener against the Bills. Homer Josh is back. So I've got the Dolphins at 0-2. Josh has the Dolphins at 2-0. and uh, Week 3, look, I've got the Dolphins at 0-2. So this Week 3 game at Vegas becomes a huge game because you you do not want to start the season 0-3. I, I said coming into this that in that stretch of the first five, I really think you got to find a way to win two games. If you win two games, I think you're good. Uh, and then in the first 10, I think you got to be 500. Um, so this becomes a huge game. Otherwise, you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball to start the season and you're going to Vegas. Uh, it's not going to be their home opener at their new stadium. Uh, it will be their second home game at the new stadium. 405 start in Las Vegas. The Dolphins have typically played pretty well on the road, whether it's been in Oakland or in Vegas against the Raiders. Look, last year, I like as I alluded to before, the Dolphins were really lucky to come out of there with a victory. But the fact is they did come out of there with a victory. And I believe the Dolphins are a better team now than they were at that, at this, or at that point last season, uh, where they were kind of leaking gas going into the, going into the playoffs, but they found a way to win that game due to some, you know, Fitz magic. And the, the Raiders, it's just a weird offseason. They had a weird draft. They, they, you know, kind of shuffled their offensive line a little bit. Uh, there, there seems to be a little bit of dissension, whether it's in the front office or in the locker room. It's just, it's hard to really get your fingers on the pulse to know really what's going on there in Vegas. But I feel like while there's a definite upward trajectory with the Dolphins and not so much with the Raiders, and because I have the Dolphins at 0-2 coming into this game, just the urgency that they'll be coming into this game with, I think the Dolphins go into Vegas and get a victory, and much to nobody's surprise, Josh has the Dolphins winning and going to 3-0. and So that brings my record for the Dolphins through three weeks to 1-2. and Josh has them at 3-0, and and that has us coming into a home game against the Indianapolis Colts, a team that has a very good defense, uh, but major question marks on the offensive side. We're not sure uh, if Eric Fisher is going to be physically ready to play at this point at left tackle for the Colts. We don't know about the chemistry between uh, newly traded for Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts receivers. So there's a lot of question marks about the Colts offense, but the defense is legit. And you could say the same thing about the Dolphins. So I think this is a really evenly matched uh, game between the, the Colts and the Dolphins uh, with two very similar teams. Question marks on offense, essentially new quarterbacks, new weapons, new pieces on the offensive line, but really good defenses. I think you're looking at a close, low scoring game, but you're also talking about a one o'clock Sunday afternoon game for a team that 
is coming from Indianapolis to play in Miami in that heat and humidity. Give me the Dolphins at home. Dolphins even up the record at two and two. Josh has the Dolphins winning and going to four and oh. That brings us into the week five matchup at Tampa Bay against our old nemesis, Tom Brady. First time playing Tom Brady in the, in the pewter uniforms of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs. I'm not necessarily scared of the, of the, of the Bucks here. Uh, I, I think we match up well with them given that they, you know, they have a lot of weapons, but the strength of our team is our secondary. I think we've beefed up in the, in the middle. I think our defense should easily be a top 10 defense and, and should really, I'm expecting it to be a top five defense with all of the resources that we've allocated there over the past two years. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if we went into Tampa Bay and came out with a victory. But I'm not going to predict it here. Uh, I've got the Bucks taking care of business at home. Uh, Dolphins fall to two and three. And here, Josh finally has the Dolphins taking their first L of the season. So I've got Miami at two and three. Josh has Miami at four and one. Week six, we're going to London. We're going across the pond again. And I think for the first time ever, we're going across the pond and not playing in Wembley Stadium. We're actually playing in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium uh, to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, it's it's a neutral site game. I'm happy here for a change. We're going to London, but we're not losing a home game. We're losing a road game. And so that really, you know, just to digress and go back into just the overall breakdown of the of the schedule, this is a huge win for Miami because you're already getting an extra game in the schedule, which ends up being a home game. So Miami's getting nine home games this year, and they're losing one of their true road games to a neutral site game in London. So instead of having nine home games and eight road games, they actually got nine home games, seven road games, and one neutral site game. So you've got two more true home games than you do true road games. And the Dolphins have, you know, one of the bigger fan bases in London. And so the crowd will likely be about three to one in favor of the Dolphins. So this is almost like a home game. Yeah, you still got to do the travel, uh, you know, out to New England. I mean, out to England. But uh, you're also playing a, a Jacksonville team that had the number one pick this past year. They, they've got a rookie quarterback. They've, you know, rookie NFL head coach, not saying Urban Meyer is a rookie coach. I mean, he's a, he's obviously proven himself that he can coach, but he's never done it at the NFL level level. He's never gone to London. We don't know what Trevor Lawrence is going to be like, you know, right out of the gate. So I think to get them fairly early on in the schedule, I think is a good thing. And I think Miami takes care of business in London and beats Jacksonville to get back to 500 at three and three. Josh agrees. Josh has Miami at five and one coming out of this one. And that and then coming back home to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Look, a lot of people are upset. They wanted Miami to get Kyle Pitts. They traded down. Atlanta scooped him up at number four. 
Atlanta's got some weapons. They're getting Julio Jones back. They've got Kyle Pitts added into the fray. They've got Calvin Ridley. Matt Ryan is still there. I think Atlanta's going to have some explosiveness on offense. They're not going to be a fun team to, to match up with. But Miami, again, due to the weapons that are due to all of the resources we've allocated there and particularly in the secondary, I think Miami is uniquely matched up or uniquely suited to match up well with a team with this kind of arsenal on on the offensive side of the ball. I should have used the arsenal line for when we were going to London, but here I am one week later. Uh, but going up against the Atlanta Falcons, I, I just, I look, the Falcons have question marks on the offensive line and the defensive side of the ball is really a mess for Atlanta. I think Miami handles Atlanta at home fairly easily and gets themselves over 500 for the first time all season going to four and three. Josh has Miami winning again and has Miami starting with their sixth win in seven games. So look, by this point, you, you, you gotta be feeling like, look, Josh, Josh has Miami challenging for the division title. He, he might have the Dolphins in the Super Bowl based on these predictions in the first half of the season. I got Miami at four and three. Josh has Miami at six and one. Very next week is Halloween night and they go to a house of horrors. Uh, the old, uh, rich stadium. It's now called Bill Stadium, Orchard Park, New York in Buffalo. At the Bills, probably not going to be brutally cold because you're just, you know, late October there. But it will, you know, it'll probably be chilly. You'll probably be in the 40s. You you may get a cold front. It may be a little snowy, but you're not going to be dealing with the brutal cold there. But you will be dealing with a very good Buffalo team. It's on the road. And again, until Miami can prove that they can actually beat the Bills. I'm not picking them to beat the Bills, certainly not in Buffalo. So this is a loss for me. I've got Miami falling to four and four. Josh has Miami also losing. He's not, be, you know, so maybe, you know, as the season goes on, he's saying, well, maybe, maybe I need to slow down a little bit. So he's got Miami losing this one. He's got Miami at six and two. Still a two game difference between us. Right now, we've picked the same, you know, we've, we've essentially picked all of the games the same aside from those first two, the, the road game against New England and then the home game against Buffalo. That's the difference between us right now as I've got Miami at four and four. Josh has Miami at six and two. Uh, the week nine game, they get the home game against Houston, as I alluded to before, sandwiched in between probably the two most difficult games of the season. They get, uh, arguably the worst team in football at home. Uh, this has to be a win. Miami takes care of business. Uh, you know, does what they need to do to get a victory over the Houston Texans. I've got Miami at five and four. Josh also has Miami winning this game at seven and two. Following week, short week, four days later, they are home a Thursday night game against the Baltimore Ravens. And as happy as I am that we get Baltimore at home, and as much as I believe that the Dolphins are a much better place to compete with the Baltimore Ravens at this point, the Baltimore Ravens have absolutely owned Miami the last few times that they have played. So there is no way, much in the way that I'm not picking Miami to beat Buffalo until they show that they can beat Buffalo. I am certainly not picking Miami to beat Baltimore until they show that they can even keep it 
to, to a two score game <laughs> against the Baltimore Ravens. So this is a loss for me, especially on the short week. Uh, Josh also has it as a loss. So, uh, I've got the Dolphins at five and five. Josh has the Dolphins at seven and three. And this is where I said 10 games into the season, Dolphins need to be 500 or better. I've got the Dolphins right at 500 at five and five. Josh has the Dolphins at seven and three. And this is where you're making that playoff push. You got 17 games this year instead of 16. So from here on out, you got seven games left. Look, it took 11 to, to make the playoffs last year. I think you, you, you probably feel good if you can get to 11, even with the extra game. I mean, it, it's, it's very rare that what you had happen last year would, would happen again. So, you know, if you figure one extra game on the schedule, if the Dolphins go get to 11 wins, I think you're talking about a playoff team. If you're under 11 wins, I think that's when things get a little bit dicey and you're looking at tiebreakers and things of that nature. So I've got Miami at five and five with seven games left to go. That means for Miami to make the playoffs with my prediction, they're going to need to win six of these last seven games. Josh has them doing, you know, such good work early on that at this point, being seven and three, they would have to absolutely fall apart to not make the playoffs uh, in Josh's prediction. So let's see how they do, because I think this is the stretch where Miami can really get on a roll. They they get, you know, 10 days off. Uh you know, after the Baltimore game because they play on Thursday night. They get a road game at the Jets. Look, I think the Jets with the rookie quarterback with Zach Wilson, um, you know, getting uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, you know, to to pair next to Mekhi Becton on the left side of the line, I think gives them really a nice, you know, offensive line foundational you know, section to build upon. I think that they'll, they'll make some strides to get better here, but I think they're very much a work in progress. I don't think that they're a competitive team this year. And I think coming off of a, you know, what may very well be another shellacking at the hands of the Baltimore Ravens, the Dolphins go into, uh, MetLife Stadium and get a victory. Uh, Josh also agrees. So I've got the Dolphins at six and five. Josh has the Dolphins at eight and three. And then this starts a stretch where the Dolphins don't have a road game for a month. That, you know, they, they have that road game at the Jets on November 21st. Their next road game isn't until the Monday night game in New Orleans all the way in December 27th. So they're spending the next month of the season at home with home games against Carolina, the Giants, then a bye, and then a home game against those disgusting New York Jets. I think the Dolphins get things started. The Carolina Panthers, intriguing team, lots of weapons there. Not necessarily sold that they, that they've got their, you know, quarterback in Sam Darnold, uh, and not necessarily sold that they, that they have much on the defensive side of the ball. They kind of feel like a 500 or worse team to me. I think, you know, look, you're getting them at home. Miami, give me the, give me the W against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Josh agrees. He's got Miami at nine and three. I've got Miami at seven and five. Then you get the home game against the Giants. Giants, I still think one of the worst teams in football. Uh, you get them at home. This is a win for Miami. Uh, so I've got Miami here winning their third in a row, finally getting on a roll. 
at the right time in the season at eight and five. Josh agrees. He's also got them winning their third in a row. He's got Miami at 10 and three. And this is where we finally get that bye week. And then we come out of the bye week. We get a flex game against the Jets. Maybe it's Saturday. Maybe it's Sunday. We don't know what time it's going to be. But look, it's a home game against the Jets. We're making a playoff push. We're coming out of the bye. Dolphins get the W. Dolphins are on a roll. Fourth win in a row. I've picked it. Josh picked it. I've got Miami at 9-5. and five. Josh has Miami at 11-3. and three. And then we get those last three games of the season where things, this, this is a difficult stretch, but it's not an impossible stretch. Uh, again, you're not having to go to the brutal cold. You're not, you know, these teams aren't necessarily considered Super Bowl contenders. So this is a real stretch for Miami to, to earn their way into the playoffs against teams that will likely also be battling for playoff position. Uh, the, the week, I guess this would be week 16 game at New Orleans, Monday night football in the Superdome. Is it going to be Jameis Winston? Is it going to be Taysom Hill? That's the question. New Orleans, one of the most intriguing teams in the, in the entire NFL because of how good they are defensively. The weapons on offense tell you that this team is Super Bowl ready. But we just don't know what kind of play they're going to get from the quarterback position. And so because of that, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, here we're, we're 14 games into the season. I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints are 10 and four at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if they were, you know, five and nine at this point. I don't think they'll be four and 10 and probably not going to be five and nine, but. I don't know what kind of team New Orleans is going to be because the quarterback position is so important. So, uh, you know, so many question marks about that team that makes this a very winnable game. But also, you never like to be going into that dome, a tough play to place to play, especially on a Monday night. And if the Saints are battling for playoff position, it's a hugely important game. Tough to pick the Dolphins to win that one on the road. I've got the Saints winning that one. Josh does as well. So we've been, again, we, we've made it this far into the, into the season. I've got Miami at nine and six. Josh has Miami at 11 and four. And our only two differences thus far with two games left to go in the season are those first two games of the year against New England and Buffalo, where I have two losses and Josh has two wins. And that brings us to at Tennessee which will be a hugely important game for both teams. I expect both of these teams to be right in the thick of the playoff race. And there we have our first matchup against our old pal, Ryan Tannehill. This will be a lot of fun. It will also be a big test. It will also be a big road test. I think Miami gets the job done. I I think Tannehill... Look, he had a great year last year. I, I, he proved a lot of naysayers wrong. I think he's fine. I still don't think that he's elite or really anything great, but I think that Tennessee has built that team in a way that uh, benefits him. It suits him. If my Miami, the main thing here is that Miami's run defense needs to be much better this season than it was last year, especially when you get down the stretch and you're playing a team like Tennessee. Because Derrick Henry is going to get the ball 30 times in this game. And we're going to find out if the Dolphins can stop the run. 
I'm betting the Dolphins can do just enough to win in Tennessee. Give me a Dolphins W at Nashville. Dolphins go to 10 and 6. Josh and I finally have another difference. Here's one where Josh is not as optimistic. I don't think it's the fear of Tannehill, but we'll, you'll ask him when we do our next show or if he tweets it out. Uh, I don't think it's Tannehill that he's afraid of. I think it's Derrick Henry uh, and this Dolphins run defense. Um, and so Josh has Miami getting an L uh, against the Titans so to drop to 11 and five. So I've got Miami at 10 and six. Josh has Miami at 11 and five, which means going into the last season, there's a chance, you know, in both of our projections, there's a chance that the Dolphins have clinched a playoff spot at this point. But in all likelihood, in my projection, the Dolphins probably need to win their last game to play their way in. In Josh's projection, they may, there's a good chance that they may have clinched, but they may be in a position where either they need a win or they need another team to lose just to, uh, you know, to secure their spot. So you go in with the playoffs on the line, you're at home and you get the New England Patriots. I think there's a very good chance that the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins have very similar records at this point in the, in the season. I've got Miami at 10 and 6 right now. I think there's a good chance that the Patriots are sitting right at 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 5 um at this point in the season. Maybe heck, maybe the Patriots are are 9 and 7. Um uh, but because I've got the Dolphins losing to them earlier in the season, it's potentially, you know, if the Patriots win, they win the tiebreaker and that would get them into the playoffs. So this becomes a hugely important game for Miami. I think Miami gets the job done at home. I'm putting my faith in Brian Flores. I'm putting my faith into a Tonga Vailoa that Miami can win a home, what is essentially going to be a playoff game. That Miami will get the job done with a home game against New England. I don't say it with a ton of confidence because again, I don't believe that the Patriots are going to be a pushover like many of you believe, but Given that the game is at home, last game of the year, season on the line, I'm excited about this season and I'm trying not to be the negative Nancy. I'm trying not to be the, you know, the brain. I know I'm the heel on the show, but in my gut, I feel like this is a win at home against New England. Miami goes to 11 and six. Josh has Miami also beating New England. I'm assuming at 12 and 5 that Josh has Miami making the playoffs. Me at 11 and 6. I believe the Dolphins make the playoffs this year as a wild card. I don't believe 11 and 6 is winning the division. I think the Bills probably are winning 13 or 14 games in this 17 game format. But 11 and 6, I think is good enough to get Miami to the playoffs this year. And so I believe both Josh and I have Miami making the playoffs in the third season under this regime. That is exciting stuff. Again, these predictions are subject to change. It is May. The season does not start until September. We still have rookie mini camps. We have training camp. We've got preseason. There's a long way to go, folks. But the schedule is up. We've made our two early predictions and hey, we're feeling pretty good about the product that we're going to be putting out on the field in Miami Gardens 
this season. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this exercise. I I sure do love doing this every single year, and we'll probably do this again right before the season starts. Maybe not so much in depth, but just sort of a you know a season preview where we'll do the record and we'll we'll go through our you know who we believe will be the breakout star, the team MVP, the offensive player, the defensive player, the surprise of the year, who's going to be the biggest disappointment, rookies of the year. We'll do all of that prior to the start of the season. Um, and as for the next few weeks, I'm going to start breaking down the film on some of the Dolphins draft class, and we'll we'll have a few episodes of that. And before you know it, it'll be time to talk about some actual on-the-field products, some actual preseason football games just a couple of months away. So I hope you guys stay tuned, uh, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you, you find your favorite podcast. Make sure that you're going to DolphinsTalk.com every single day and you know, give us a like, give us a rate, give us a review. Tweet at me at a, at a, a Ron the Brain. That's at Aaron the Brain. Tweet at Josh at Amplified to Rock. Tweet at the show at Same Old Dolphins. Let us know what you think. And until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Go Dolphins!